AEW Dynamite ratings are inching closer and closer to Raw, and we talk about that next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. Ralph, this past Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite reached 1 million viewers and had their highest 18 to 49 rating since January. WWE, they've gone up on SmackDown. Raw is kind of flatlined around that .5 rating. Should WWE worry that AEW is on the rise? I don't think they necessarily need to worry just yet, but I think that they really need to start taking AEW a little more seriously if they aren't taking them seriously right now. So when you look at Raw, when you look at NXT, when you look at SmackDown, yes, right now they have the numbers and they're dominating in certain segments and demographics and all those things. But it is no secret to anybody, I think, when you look at the numbers now compared to what they once were, people are starting to lose interest. Now, every now and then, Raw, SmackDown, they'll pull a really good, impressive number. NXT will pull a really good number, like we've seen when they don't go side by side and they're not competing against Dynamite. They can pull in significant viewership. Right. This past week, in comparison to what their numbers were in those key demographics, weren't very good. While they went up in the 50-plus, that's not necessarily the demographic that you really want to be trying to grow your company in. So... As, as impressive as the number as Raw and SmackDown do consistently, and impressive I mean just by like viewership and things of that nature, they should start to worry because AEW is really starting to, to, to find a way to attract that key demographic that Raw, SmackDown, WWE as a whole really can't figure out how to tap into. And when you look at just the setup, the structure, and the guys that are getting pushed right now, especially on Raw, because right now you have a guy like Drew McIntyre, I think a lot of actual true professional wrestling fans can certainly get behind him and get behind his story. Who's his counterpart? Randy Orton. Randy Orton's been in the industry for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to attract the older demographic. I think right now Randy's probably doing some of the best work. But the thing that AEW is doing differently than WWE that I think can really help them maintain that primary audience and that demographic is it just feels completely different from WWE it feels completely different from what we've been seeing and what we've been accustomed to seeing over the course of the last 10 plus years since WWE has really had no competition. So just being different alone is a good start and a good direction for AEW. Well, I am going to disagree with you to a little bit here. Does WWE need to worry? I, I don't think they have to worry about AEW because they're on a separate night. If Raw and SmackDown do well in their ratings and they're, you know, a top five show on cable on Monday and broadcast on Friday for SmackDown. It shouldn't matter what happens on Wednesday. I get what people are saying. Like, yes, AEW is on the rise. I just hope they're able to maintain what they just did this past week. You bring up a good point. And I, I, I've always been the person that said it's not so much a competition between the two shows. The, the true competition is what happens behind Behind the scenes. I think the thing that needs to worry WWE the most is the more successful AEW is, the more eyeballs on the product, the more money that they're able to bring in, whether that's by the network, by advertisers, by whoever, action figure sales, t-shirt sales. That's more, more money that they can allocate to steal talent away from WWE. And by steal, I don't mean literally, hey, come over here. We're going to take you away from WWE. Just it gives guys another option where right. back Four years ago, we're not even having this conversation. It was either TNA, you had WWE, New Japan to a certain extent. I mean, WWE was the big dog in town, no pun intended. So, I mean, when 
AEW as it is right now, seeing that they're becoming more and more successful, that should worry WWE because the more money that's coming in, that's just more talent that they could potentially attract from the WWE, whether that's big name guys like a Kevin Owens, a Keith Lee, Nakamura, whoever you want to point out, that's where the true competition is. And the more good actual season talent that AEW gets, the more it helps establish them. It's actually very interesting. You bring up, you know, bringing guys from WWE to AEW. That's one of the things that people criticize AEW for is the fact that they keep bringing former WWE guys, most recently Rusev now known as Miro. And I think that once people saw that he was on dynamite, I think that brought in viewers, especially when you see that the top rated 18 to 49 segment was the segment that happened afterwards, which was the match between Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. And that 15 minute segment where you also saw MJF and Wardlow and John Moxley. So there's a lot of former WWE talent in that 15 minutes. The highest viewership, regardless of age, was Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes for the TNT Championship. Again, former WWE talent. Like I've been saying all the time, there's nothing wrong with taking former WWE talent if you use them right and they're helping build the company. You have to bring in the viewers so that when you want to build in the stars like MJF, like Jungle Boy, like Wardlow, like Orange Cassidy, that's how you're going to get these people to stay by attracting them with the people they know and keeping them with the talent you want them to stay with. And And that's really what we saw in this episode of AEW Dynamite. There was a good combination. Yeah. And you know, has anybody actually looked less interesting in AEW in comparison to how they were positioned in WWE? I mean, Brody Lee, he was in the Wyatt family. Certainly I think he's, he's much better off as the leader and the exalted one. Dustin, he was hardly even utilized and he's probably one of the better, more consistent guys that's having good matches in AEW right now. Correct. Uh, So any, anybody that's gone from WWE to AEW you know, people always use this under underutilized talent thing. And, you know, to a certain extent, it's true. I think some of these guys like Miro, especially when you come out and you say things like brass rings and glass ceilings, you kind of put a bullseye on your back that you now have to smash through that glass ceiling and prove your worth to AEW. Mm-hmm. But I think overwhelmingly, anybody who's gone from the WWE to AEW has proven that they're at least put in a better position, whether it's creative freedom, coming across more interesting, having better matches. Sometimes it's hit and miss as far as the matches are concerned, but at least they're given the opportunity to go out there and be a little more creative in comparison to what they were doing in WWE. Not to mention, it's a little strange that people kind of point that out. And I think that where this comes from is the fact that a lot of guys who were considered not necessarily A-level guys in the WWE during the Attitude Era or Ruthless Aggression Era did decide to go to TNA. And when that happened, and once TNA wasn't successful, I think that was kind of like where people were like, well, that's where people go. They can't make it in the WWE. I don't think that's the case anymore. And even if you go back to the Attitude Era, Chris Jericho, one of the biggest stars of all time in professional wrestling, literally came from WCW to WWE because he felt like he was underutilized. That's not really any different than anything that these guys are trying to do from going from WWE to AEW. And the other thing I want to point out, because I keep saying this, The guys have to work. If it's not in WWE, it'll be in TNA, Ring of Honor. It'll be in New Japan. Like These guys are going to go from place to place to place. They've always done that. If you go back and look through the history of professional wrestling, especially during the Attitude Era, 
you had all types of guys going back and forth. And that's what made it fun. Who was going to show up where, when, the NWO coming back to the WWE. All those things made the Attitude Era and post-Attitude Era fun. So let's just enjoy this at least while we have it. Because if, w- if AEW goes away next year for whatever reason, then you're just left back with WWE and, and whatever that may be. Now, a lot of people, they say, all right. NXT was on a separate night. That's why AEW Dynamite was able to hit the 1 million mark. I think even AEW fans, to an extent, were being optimistic when they first announced the separate nights that Dynamite would hit a million. So knowing that Dynamite hit 1 million, they had their highest rated show since January on a night where NXT was on a separate night. Do you think WWE now keeps NXT on Wednesday? Or because they see an increase in viewership, they see an increase in ratings, do they say, let's move it to Tuesday, that way we can maximize our total viewership, our total audience, instead of worrying about what AEW does on Wednesday? I think them pulling a million views only solidifies the fact that I think we're going to get NXT on the same night as AEW going forward. WWE has been mostly reactive, not so much proactive since this whole thing started where they were on the same night, even if it means some of that, they can pull some of that crossover where it's not a million views. They're not just going to let AEW go out there and perform, even if it means they can both coexist and both survive in the industry, which that's a whole nother debate for a different episode, I'm sure. WWE is not going to allow their biggest threat and competitor right now to go out there and continue to grow and continue to attract a million plus viewers on a weekly basis and switch nights. It's just, in my mind, it's just not going to happen. They won't allow it to happen. And the fact that it did happen, that they were not competing against each other, that to me means they're going to go back on Wednesday nights, whether that means they get slaughtered every week and they can attract some small percentage of fan away from AEW. They're going to do that and be stubborn. Well, I think USA Network has to come in and say something. I don't think they can totally convince Vince McMahon in saying, we're moving you to Tuesday, but maybe they can because ultimately it's their network. If they see they can maximize their audience on Tuesday night, they're going to put them on Tuesday. And Vince, as much as we want to say he has the final say, something like this, he doesn't. You know, he does not have the final say because he does not own the USA Network. Now, if he wants to put NXT on a night and guarantee that it's going to be on the same night as Dynamite, put it back on the WWE Network. That's not going to happen because why do that when you could probably make more money with it being on the USA Network than it would being on the WWE Network. So I think WWE should move out of Wednesday and move to Tuesday. I know there's people out there that say, oh, move one to Thursday because we have impact on Tuesday. You can't do that because one... Impact's not going to affect the viewership like people think it would. And two, Thursday night football and the NBA on TNT on Thursdays would kill the ratings for either show, Dynamite or NXT. So you can't do that. So it's either keep them both on Wednesday or move one to Tuesday. I think right now, WWE and USA need to make the right call and move it to Tuesday. We'll see. I I don't think... uh... I think even though Vince McMahon does not have 100% control of that situation, I think he will make a very, very hard push to keep them on the same nights. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. If, if you're a businessman and you're saying, well, you know what? The, we're weighing our options here. We can go to Tuesday. We can maximize our viewers, like you said. 
or we can try to counterproduce our our competition there. That's all right. That's that's something that happens all the time in business. Right, right. It's just at this point now, why worry about a war when you don't really need to? And yes, I get it. Fans will say, oh, well, AEW won the Wednesday night war if they move. But at the end of the day, why don't you just just watch when you watch? It doesn't matter if they're, if you watch it live or not because you have the invention of the DVR and on demand and streaming and all that stuff. You don't necessarily have to watch on Wednesday nights. You know, it's a good thing to talk about on Wednesday nights, which show is better. But is it necessary? The thing, the thing that will dictate who wins this war, which company ends up being the top dog in the professional wrestling industry, at least as far as the United States is concerned, is who's going to stumble upon that next big star. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, whatever promotion is, whether it's NXT, whether it's SmackDown, whether it's Raw, whether it's Dynamite, wherever, somebody's going to come out, they're going to say the right thing, they're going to cut the right promo, they'll be in the right position at the right time. And that will dictate if WWE is able to rebound, that will dictate whether AEW is able to get to that next level where they're actually able to compete with WWE in the sense that, you know, they're actually truly growing and growing and growing. And that's that's going to be tough because that's not very easy to do. You can put certain guys in certain positions to be successful, but there's no guarantee that they're going to be that next thing and actually reach that megastar like your Steve Austin, your Cena, your Hogan's, your Rocks, that type of level. But that's what it's going to take for one of these companies to get past just, okay, we're pulling an 800 to a million. This is what we pull in every week and get from that level to the next level. I trust AEW more only because they allow certain creative freedom that you're not going to get with WWE. And they've proven that time and time again, no matter who comes up from NXT, it's blunder after blunder and your handed scripted promos at least AEW, you're giving those guys to go uh, an opportunity to go out there and try to make that that next level. I just saw recently that CM Punk made a, a quote basically saying he doesn't see anybody being that next star yet. Do you see right now anyone that could be that, that mega star, that top baby face that everyone gravitates towards? I know you, you want to say Orange Cassidy, but <laughs> could be. Is, there someone, is there someone there? In WWE, I think that just their approach overall is too status quo, and it doesn't allow for people to thrive in that type of element. I think mm -hmm. that Matt Riddle might be able to be that guy, but I don't trust that it's the right environment for him to go out there and become that guy. As far as AEW is concerned, I would think that Darby Allen has the best opportunity to get to that level because he's so unique. He's so different. He regularly gets a huge pop. He can easily play the underdog role. There's storylines already put in place, whether he ends up taking a title off of a guy like Cody, whoever it may be. And they target a younger demographic that I think a lot of even the teenage girls can get into. So if anybody that stands out right now, I, I think it's him to me. I Well... With WWE, I think they're already trying to pull the trigger on a guy like Keith Lee, especially with him being in the main storyline on Raw, being involved with the WWE Championship, Randy Orton, uh, that huge win at Payback. He's got the charisma. He's got the size. He's got everything that Vince wants, and the fans back him. The question is, does it get to a point where he gets overpushed and the fans turn on him? Does that happen? So. Drew McIntyre is another guy where – Obviously, they put the title on him. They give him the win over Brock. 
He's had a pretty decent run as WWE champion, given the circumstances with what we're dealing with in the world. He could be a top player. You bring up Matt Riddle. I agree with you there. That he, he has the potential. As far as AEW, I think I look more towards a guy like MJF. I think you see a guy like Hangman Page that a lot of people could gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. I think you Darby might be. I think he might be a little too unique to be a top star in professional wrestling. Definitely some kind of draw. Definitely to a point where people can resonate with him. But I don't think he's that top-level guy. Orange Cassidy might be the the millennials and Gen Z's answer to professional wrestling. That's still to be determined. To say that there's no star right now might be early to say. I think it's time will tell to see. But there's definitely potential. It's just a matter of how they're booked and if the companies can trust them in in that regard. And let's say four or five years, eventually these AEW contracts are going to run out. Do they resign with AEW or does WWE come in and buy them out? Nah, I don't, I don't see that, but it's like the one you're literally could be one promo away from getting to that point. One segment, one promo, but there's so many things. And I think we've been spoiled over the past, let's say like 30 plus years, because you went from Hogan warrior to a certain extent. Then you had some carryover and there was some in between time. Then Hogan went to WCW. You had rock, you had Austin, you had ungodly amounts of talent. Then you had Cena. And after Cena, there really hasn't been that one huge megastar. I think Daniel Bryan was getting there, but unfortunately he got hurt. Punk was getting there, but then he left. Yeah. To a certain extent, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to become a true megastar and like a cultural phenomenon, like to transcend into other industries and be able to carry, you know, wrestling as a whole and bring it up and carry it with you. That's, that's difficult. But like I said, you're one good promo away, one good segment away that can really turn the tide and make people pay attention to you. Montez Ford could be a guy too, as like an, an underdog that I could see if he was a singles guy. He's like, you have to have some type of charisma. There's a lot of guys that have the potential to do it, but will they actually realize that potential? That's the hard thing. That is the hard thing. And I think whoever gets that megastar first ends up being the top ratings grab for their company and will help that company, whether it's AEW or WWE, become the number one promotion in professional wrestling. But only time will tell. So let us know in the comments what you guys think about AEW reaching the 1 million mark. Can they sustain or will they eventually drop? And to join